Today on the show, we reflect on past failures, heal our wounds, and rescue a princess. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes of our favorite video games. I'm Jaden. And I'm Kevin. And today we are talking about episode four of Kenobi, a Star Wars story. Although I don't think I call it a Star Wars story, but it is a Star Wars story. And we're excited to talk to you about it today. Yeah, this one is nowhere near as long as the last one. So, yeah, that's kind of nice. Uh, yeah, yeah I, honestly, the last one felt super long. And was totally a grind, but this one, this one, a lot of uh, stuff happens in this one, but it is nowhere near as meaty as the last one. Yeah, which a lot of good stuff in that last one, but it, it was it was a while. It took us a while to get all of our thoughts down on paper, and, and the stuff that got cut from the episode when it got released uh, from our side was was a lot, but it was also I think it was I think it was necessary. Yeah, I think a lot of it was just us like being super excited, repeating ourselves. <laughs> exactly so you know it's it's nice for us to be able to to refocus regroup with this episode and we're gonna we're gonna uh carry on business as usual we're gonna recap the episode for you guys and then we will give our thoughts and our opinions and our predictions because we are almost done with kenobi there was only six episodes for the show i i do feel i know you and i were talking about it right before we started recording but i do agree with you and your friend that i do feel like Maybe this should have been eight instead of six episodes. Yeah, I feel like one or two more episodes probably would have helped with the pacing, I think, at least a little. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. And it's not me asking for more content, because obviously I want more content. But still. Absolutely. 100%. I do, yeah. I, I, do, I do think it, it's a little short. We, we do have a lot. And that's the nice thing, though, is that we do have a lot more Star Wars content that is coming down the pipeline from yes. Lucasfilm. Because they announced a bunch during Star Wars uh, Celebration, which is that's fantastic you know always more star wars content is never a bad thing all right so we're gonna jump in the episode but before we do that we gotta do some housekeeping uh we love to hear from our listeners so please feel free to email us at podcast at loreparty.com with your thoughts and some episode ideas we're planning on doing a lot more star wars content so we would love to hear your thoughts and ideas on anything you want to hear about the star wars universe our teams also stream weekly on twitch so please be sure to follow us on twitch.tv slash lore underscore party and of course, you can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. All right, now that that stuff's out of the way, we got to do a quick word from our sponsor, and then we will jump into this amazing episode of Kenobi. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, now that we've wrapped that up, let's get into the episode. We open with Kenobi, who is barely clinging to life after his initial confrontation with Darth Vader. You know, he's coming in and out of consciousness. He's seems a little woozy. They're trying to get him on a ship to get him out of there. And this whole time, we have no idea where Leia is. She's nowhere to be found. 
And it is really reminiscent of when Vader was burned and he was coming in and out of it at first and he was like, what's yeah. going on? That, it was a very great parallel. They did a really good job of it. And, uh, of course, he's freaking out. He doesn't know what the hell yeah. is going on. He's, it's been, I think it's been a while. It's been a couple days or something. They finally get him on a ship and they get him to uh, the planet Jabim where they get him into a back-to-tank. And we actually get a really cool sequence where, like, Obi-Wan's floating in his back-to-tank, Vader's floating in his back-to-tank, and they're, like, it's almost like they're sensing each other's pain through the Force. You know, one of them is enjoying the pain, whereas the other one's, you know, just suffering. Vader seems to be like, enjoy it. Yeah, this is really cool. I found this episode to have a kind of a theme, but also the series kind of has a theme. Like, uh, the yin and yang kind of situation. So you have Obi-Wan, who's the light side user, and we have Darth Vader, who's the dark side user. That's kind of obvious in Star Wars. But this, the way it's shot is just, they do a lot of back and forth between the two of them experiencing almost similar yep. things. And it just, it's, it's really cool to see how each one reacts to it. And then also how similar the, the things that they go through are. But um, there's just a lot of little subtle hints at this as well. And like little tidbits and stuff um, from, you know, coloring. Even there's the, the way cinematically the coloring is used in this episode. We'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, we'll keep going. I will say, though, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. I felt like this would have been the perfect time to do a Clone Wars flashback. You know, that would have been so cool. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people have been asking for it and we just didn't get it in this scene. And I I feel like that was a wasted opportunity for them. I'd like to see more of Hayden Christensen. You know, what we've seen of him has been very like sparsely utilized. And I think based on the marketing, at least I thought we would get a little bit more of him. You know, there's still a chance that Mm -hmm. they could do some of that stuff in the next episode. You know, we don't know. But I feel like as it, is, as it stands right now, you know, there's just a little bit of a missed opportunity there. No, I'd agree. While this is all going on, uh, we get a shot of the Fortress Inquisitorius, which I think is such a cool emo name for this base, where the, it's on the planet Nur. Uh, Reva is interrogating Leia. She got him in this you know, little, little cell, and Leia's being her usual defiant self. She's like, you know, he will come for me. And I love it. Reva's just like, you know what? I'm going to employ the classic tactic i'm just gonna lie she's like obi-wan is actually dead no one is coming for you and she you know and it's so funny because like i don't think leia believes her at all she just has this look of like "Mm, no are you sure no this this entire interrogation kind of situation like it goes on for a while uh throughout the episode we do a lot of back and forth to this but this entire interrogation situation is uh Leia's a badass. That's all I'm going to yep. say. That's kind of what it shows is Leia has been a badass since she was 10, probably earlier. So Leia's very much like, I don't know. Are you sure? You think at first that Leia doesn't get it. You think, oh, no, Leia's just a kid. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. You hear that a lot. But uh, yeah, no, no, that's that's not how that nope. goes. Of course, I will say Leia does think that Obi-Wan is dead. She definitely does believe that. I think I think you can tell she believes that later on in the episode. But after this situation, we cut right to Kenobi, and he is with Tala, and they're speaking to the Path's leader, Roken. Yes. They both plead to him to help rescue Leia, and Roken says that he tried to help his Force-sensitive wife one time, but the Inquisitors killed her. He was like, you know, I had a wife, and like it, it, it's pretty sad, and you can see Obi-Wan 
is really really bummed out about it he's like but dude like it's just a kid we, like it's a tank and we don't even know kid. if like she was a jedi who like escaped the life if she was just a random person who happened to know how to use the force we don't we don't get much backstory on her which that could be something interesting to explore later yeah we don't get much information about it just that like obi-wan kind of says like you don't understand and then he's like oh i don't understand i had a wife like it it's pretty it's pretty sad yeah the whole thing is just like I don't think Obi Wan realizes what's been going on outside of Tatooine, and it kind of shows. Yeah, he's he's been very isolated, with his, you know. Which I, 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 yeah, it shows with his conversations a lot with other absolutely. people. Absolutely. And so after this kind of thing, he pleads and says, "Look, she's ten, man. Like it's a ten-year-old child." And so Roken kind of says, "All right, fine." He agrees to help. So now we get to the classic heist planning scene to infiltrate the fortress. Yeah, this is this is a it's not Star Wars without a classic. Everyone gathers around a table to discuss the plan. Yeah, it it's very fun to see. And this you know, I never get tired of it. Wars, I really like, like it when they're like, "All right, let's yeah, pull up, let's pull it up on the big board." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Survey says <laughs> death table scene. <laughs> so Tala agrees to use her cover as an officer to sneak onto the base. And of course, everybody's like, "Do you still have clearance?" And she's like, uh, "We'll find we'll out." Find so out. Like, we like, don't know if this is. Yeah. That's a big fucking gamble. Yeah, dude, this plan could backfire, fail so easily, like on the first step. So, which I love that because, like, this is not the rebellion. You know, this is years before the yeah. rebellion's even a thing. These are just like some people who were trying to be helpful. Yeah, this is kind of really cool because these people are a group of people that I would just assume are some of the beginnings of the rebellion. Like these oh, people absolutely. are definitely like the starting group because they're, they're arguing too about like, how are we going to get into this fortress? They don't, they see they're like, it's on this moon in Mustafar system. And I'm like, Oh shit you have. So, so now we know this is a water moon that has a building on it. That looks very reminiscent in architecture to vader's castle yes and they don't know how deep the water go- they they said they, they can't find out how deep the water goes they don't know if it hits the bottom they don't you know they don't know what's down there nobody's been able to get in there and so that's why they're like we don't know if we could even get in they even have that great line where it's like where's the shield generators and they're like there isn't one no one would be dumb enough to attack it like that's exactly that's a cool touch because exactly. that's classic imperial arrogance like that's uh i yep. love it now there's another thing right here that i don't know if you guys realize this but since it's that yin and yang kind of situation, the extremes, it's both in the Mustafar system. We have Vader's castle on this giant lava rock that's like kind of an extreme. And then we also have the moon in the Mustafar system that is this giant water moon. So there are these extremes, these kind of yin and yangs, if you will. It's kind of and, cool. And uh, it's really cool to see these like super extreme differences and, you know, even the coloring, like, the moon is blue, you know, we have red. I also love the idea of, like, the Inquisitors, if you if Vader thinks of them as, like, petulant children, so we put them on their own moon so they're away from him. Yeah. They're still within arm's reach, like, there's a quick shuttle hop away, but still he's like, I don't want these fucking kids anywhere near me. They're <laughs> annoying as shit. Well, remember, they all have aspirations, and I don't think a Sith would want to have somebody with high aspirations like that around. That's true. So now we are en route where Ben practice is kind of using the force he's kind of like eh, flexing his muscles he's yeah. trying to move um i think it was like a bolt or something and i'm just gonna say he's shit at it he's like really not good at he it. he is shit but he's better than when he had to rescue leia it doesn't hurt him as much it seems like yeah that's the thing like his connection to the force was almost painful 
And I think because when he tapped into the force prior, it 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 was sad. And I think that sadness manifested into pain. His his relationship with the force is clearly damaged. Uh, it, it's you know a Jedi is supposed to have is supposed to be at peace, and I don't think mm-hmm. Obi Wan is at peace. I think there is. I think to borrow a no. phrase from Obi Wan, I think there is a great conflict inside of him, stemming from his fa- his failure in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, absolutely. I mean, think about think about what Yoda said: pain and sadness. You know, sadness leads to pain. Pain leads to sorrow. You know what I mean? Like he's he's kind of if you think about it. He's overwhelmed with grief and sadness, and that kind of could lead to the dark side. That's so true. Just throwing that out there, yeah. I don't think he would do that. Uh, but that'd be. A, I think I don't. That'd that, be wild. That would be an amazing what if. Uh, what if comic? Yeah. I I'd love to see a a uh, a Star Wars what if. That would be very cool if they that ever got really around cool. to doing that. I don't think he would do it though, because I think his grief is so much that it he just he just can't get out of it. Like he's straight depression. <laughs> um, yeah. But one little fun tidbit about this is. Tala clearly knows a lot more about the Force than you would think. I mean, obviously, she's been helping move Force-sensitive people and stuff, but she clearly understands a little bit of teachings of the Force. Maybe she's learned it from the Jedi she's saved and helped and stuff, but she kind of talks to him about that and is like, hey, are you okay? And, like, starts talking about, like, Leia and, like, the Force and, like, it, you know, just basically kind of consoling him and being like, hey, bro, like, it's going to be good. You're going to be okay. Yeah, which which is which was good to see someone actually like uh, trying trying to get him back up on his feet. You know, the the thing you got to remember about this is like the way Ben feels is not the he's not the Jedi that everyone remembers. Like Obi Wan Kenobi is a very famous general. You know, he's one of the heroes of the Clone Wars, and so it, it probably re, uh, Tala probably feels really bad seeing him like this. You know, like this is this is the guy that was like the guy you know he was the big jedi hero and it's like and she's she's like come you know it's like that it's like that meme of the guy poking with the stick like come on be a jedi yeah he is also called general multiple times in this episode yeah which i dude i love that i thought that was like like you know uh there was there's an old legends comic that i i i always loved where a clone trooper like meets luke skywalker and always refers to him as general, even though he's not, you know, he's just a commander. And he's like, sorry, That's but cool. all Jedi are known as generals in my, in my day. And I was like, I, I cool. love that, that some people still think of them as Jedi. You know, or as Jedi, uh, think of the Jedi as generals. Like, I love that idea that, you know, just because the fight is over, they still believe in. Them. That's cool. Now we get to a great interrogation scene with uh, Leia and Reva. I, I, I love this because this whole, like, this, this whole time... Leia just runs circles around Reva like this entire episode, and I I don't think the actress who plays Leia gets enough credit. That kid is going places. She's so good, amazing. It's just straight amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Like like she pulls out every like like real life interrogation technique that she possibly can on Leia, and Leia's just like nah, like yeah I I'm not telling you anything. If I knew anything, I would tell you, but I I, I but I I don't know anything. I know nothing, which is so which is so good. Meanwhile, uh, Tala takes her shuttle and lands. She's in her full, you know, Imperial uniform, starts strutting through uh, the the Fortress Inquisitorius. I love saying that name. That name sounds way cooler than it deserves. Like, that's such a badass structure. And I, I actually really love the sequence when she, she gets to, like, an Imperial checkpoint and, like, manages to bluff her way through. And I just love, because it gives us such a good insight into what the Empire is as a structure. They are just oh, yeah. power grabbing like morons. Like they're just like it's sad in my opinion. Like they're just shit. They don't 
understand. It's like they have structure and they care about structure, but the structure isn't really there because it could just break on like just well, a flick. It's so great too because it's like it's like who it, it, I jokingly said to my friend when I was watching, I was like, they're just trying to out arrogance each other. Yeah, like yeah. you don't like the, the uh, like they scan because they scan Tala's ID and he's like, you don't have clearance for this sector, and she's like, that's sir to you, peasant, and he's like, oh, of course. It's just something like like. Whoever's the more dickish wins in the Empire, it seems like. Whoever's a bigger meanie. It, to me, it just seems weird, though, because, like, I I don't know. It, it, it's too easy to infiltrate because if people don't understand, you know what I mean? Like, she easily did that. There was no real, I don't know, Challenge. military, like, yeah, but no, there was just, like, no real protocol. Like, everything was just kind of shit. Oh, well, shitty. no, they followed the protocol. Like, it's just that she was able to be like, like, you know, hey. I'm, you know, I'm an imperial officer. You will address me as such. And I was just like, I, I love that. She shit. said, like, will you go to the? Should I contact the Grand Inquisitor? And should I? And it's like, yeah, ah. they're they're so afraid of rocking the boat. They're like, ah, whatever. I'm not getting paid enough for this. Get, just go. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. See, I just feel like that's just a broken system. Like, how the fuck did that like last? Not only ten years, but another fucking ten years. Like, how the hell did this? Like, I don't know. I just think it's. It's too easy. It's too goofy. Well, no, it just shows the breakdown of the like imperial doctrine versus yeah versus the, fear the system, the, the republic. Yeah, the, the a system of fear, the Tarkin doctrine, as it was called in Legends, doesn't work in practice because all anyone has to do is is pull the fucking Draco Malfoy. I'm going to tell my father, and they're like, oh shit, okay, I uh, go do whatever you want. Like anyone can pretend like they're doing something on the orders of, of some higher power, and then no one, no one checks up on them because they're afraid of getting their necks fucking snapped. So uh, after this scene, you know, Tala pulls out her little, her little comm link and is like, all right, I'm in. I'm gonna, she sits down at a computer console and starts, you know, uh, opening security doors for Obi-Wan, who we now see uh, is swimming uh, up to an access hatch at the bottom of uh, the base, which, you know, he's got his little rebreather on. It's very episode one-y. It's very cool. I liked it a lot. It- as somebody with thalassophobia, I hated it, but oh. it was also really cool. <laughs> so, so she opens up a little hatch for him, and he climbs, climbs in, uh, kills a stormtrooper, and then you know runs out completely dry, which a lot of people were laughing about. But also, it's really hard to make people look wet on camera. That doesn't make them look slimy. So I was like, I'll, I allow it. It's fine. Yeah. People were complaining about that, but I was like, eh, it's fine. So yeah, he's, you know, and he, he does the classic. He pulls the comic, I'm in. I was like, hey. I'm surprised that he didn't uh, take the Stormtrooper outfit, though. I, you know, I thought that's where that was leading as well. I really thought that's what he was going to do. I thought, yeah, I thought we were going to go full A New Hope with this. This episode is chock full of A New Hope references, by the way, which we'll we'll talk about. But, like, yeah, they did not do that one, which I was like, oh, man, that would have been kind of fun to see Obi-Wan in Stormtrooper armor. I thought that would have been really (laughs) cool. Maybe it wasn't his size. I don't know. (laughs) He he, he took, took that guy out and went, medium? God damn it. <laughs> so while this is all happening, uh, Riva decides, you know what? Screw it. The conventional stuff isn't working with this kid. I got to go for the heavy stuff. So she tries to use the same mind probe that she used on Haja in episode two. And it's so funny because it does not work. It doesn't, which is so cool. And again, we talk about calling callbacks from A New Hope. The mind probe does not work on her. Exactly what Vader says. You know, he's like, the, her, in, in, episode, in A New Hope, he said, her resistance to the mind probe is considerable. We get to see that in action because it's like, yeah, it does. It doesn't work on her, and she even has that great like. I don't know if it was actually like a dig or if she was genuinely confused because she's ten, but she was like, 
is this a staring contest? And I was like, that's either a really dope burn or that's just a really funny one-liner. I thought it was a burn. I thought she was just like, what is this supposed to be? Like, what the hell? Like, I, I thought it was a good burn. I, yeah, either way, I, I was like, well done. That's, that's really funny. So after this sweet, sick burn, yeah. we get a bit of Reva's past. Reva picks up uh, Lalo, the Which, droid. fun fact about that, uh, apparently Carrie Fisher had a bird growing up named Lalo, and that's why they named the droid that. I was like, that is so fun. I am going to cry. Why would you do that? I'm sorry, but I was like, I was like, oh, there's like even if you can find a, you can find the picture online. It's like her when she was like a little kid holding this little this little bird. And I was like, oh, that's such a good callback. I love that. It's so cute. Well, now you have depressed Kevin in this episode. <laughs> so uh, after we, well, that's sad. Um, after we see this, Reva's got Lalo and is kind of fiddling with this droid while we find out a little bit about Reva's past. And Reva's kind of going on and on about what their past was like and just kind of talking to Leia to try to show her that nobody is going to come for her. Like, yeah. It, nobody it, it, came it, for Reva. Nobody's going to come for Leia. It, it, it felt like a venting session more than anything, to be honest. It really did. But it was nice to actually finally get a little bit of backstory. Yeah. So that that was. We still cool. don't like, know yeah, what the hell happened, and I'm sure we'll. That's probably going to be next episode. We'll probably find out. Like. Yeah. But we'll probably get to see it. You know, my money's still on her being one of the kids that like ran away at the very beginning, like the 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 intro. Yeah. So now we'll cut and we go to Tala, who is sitting at a security desk and is guiding Ben around the station as he's avoiding you know secret droids and other officers and stormtroopers walking around and a ranking officer then kind of finds Tala and is kind of catches her yeah, and he's like, forced he's like, to kill him. You're so not, you're she, not cleared for this level. And she's like, Oh yeah, well I have a retort murder. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Again. Hey, guess what? That's how the empire works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what's cool is, so she's in this room and it's a security room and she's using this like walkie talkie kind of like little hand thing. And she gets loud, and another person kind of looks at her, and she's like, ha, 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 ha. Which, again, these people are terrible spies. Yeah. They are just so bad, dude. Everybody's so bad at being a spy. Um, but she kills the guy and then goes back to the station. Which, no one, she kills him quiet. Like, no one hears it. That's so funny. Yeah, man. She, like, you know, chokes him out and stuff. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty badass. Um, but what I thought was really funny was, if you look, all the buttons and stuff, on all the consoles, even in, later in this episode, nothing has any identification of what the fuck it is. It's just <laughs> random lit up buttons. That is, that is Star And Wars. I'm like, how do you know? How do you know what to press? At least in the prequels, we knew we could see kind of some stuff. We could see them written in Arabesh, yeah. But I mean, this is, this is, yeah. they're sticking to the set design from, from the New Hope era, man. They're, they're doubling down on Which, that shit. Hey, Good for them. Know, power to them. Yeah. So then we get another call out. Speaking of a new hope, we get another call out to new hope uh, as Ben uses the force to lure stormtroopers away. Yeah, that was a really cool sequence. And uh, like some some of the shots were like a new hope is so good. Like like the comm link laying on the table there looked very similar yeah. to the shot in a new hope. Yep. And then Ben using yep. the force to like tap a tap a hallway. So the stormtroopers like, what was that? It was cool. It was really cool. I, I really like that because like I, I love it. Like uh, you can see Ben slash Obi-Wan like Honestly, you can see Ben kind of turning back into Obi-Wan throughout this episode. Like he's he's getting more familiar with using the force. Like he's not he's not being Ben, he's being Obi-Wan, which I love seeing that kind of 
come back to him slowly, like learning how to use the force as as an ally rather than a burden that it has been. Yeah, it's really nice to see him kind of um, emerge again. Like, yeah. I, it's almost like he was in a metamorphosis on Tatooine, and now he's kind of reemerging, but as a more wise and more structured Obi Wan. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I could definitely agree with that. But you know, he's not evolving. Is Reva? She's devolving. She's going. She's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm done with you. Uh, I'm, you know, you need to tell me right now, or I'm gonna start. I'm gonna go to to plan torture. And Leia's like, okay, fine, I'll tell you. I, you know, I don't want any trouble. I just want to go home. And he's like, all right, finally, we're getting somewhere. And she goes, but I'm only gonna talk to my dad. And Reva's like, which I don't, I don't understand that. Like Reva gets pissed about that part because obviously she would tell her dad. Like it's obviously like a ploy to be like, so yeah, I think to get it out in the open. Because like if 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 yeah. if if Bale finds out that that Reva's the one that did this whole thing, you know, she's done. Like the the Imperial Senate doesn't have the same power that the Republic Senate had, but it still has some influence. Like, you know, you still need the governors to control the population of these planets. The, gov- the, the Empire still hasn't maintained, like, like, absolute control over the galaxy yet. And yeah. Alderaan's a very wealthy core world, so this could really blow up in her face. So she's like, no, nah, you know what? Screw it. I'm just skipping right to torture. Let's get, get over here. You're, you're done. And, and it's like, wow, this is nuts. I, I was like, okay, all right. And we cut back to Kenobi. Kenobi's like, he's getting closer and closer. And he, he finally is like, okay, Tala goes, this is the secure area. So this is definitely where they're at. And he opens a set of doors and he says probably the coolest line of the entire episode. He goes, this isn't a fortress, it's a tomb. And we see this hallway filled with frozen corpses of Jedi Knights and Jedi Padawan. I will say this. I don't know. We'll talk about this later, but I don't know if they're actually corpses. You, I don't know. You did, if... you did say that. You were like, I have a theory, and I, I, don't, I don't necessarily hate the theory. We'll talk about the theory here at the end, but yes. just, there, let's just say it looks like, you know, in Jurassic Park, if anybody's ever seen that, hopefully you've seen that. Great movie. If you haven't, go see it. <laughs> it's, they have a, a mosquito in amber. They do look like they're encased in amber. Yeah, that's what this whole thing... And the thing is, their eyes are open, and they look like they're almost like in mid, like, you know, speech or scream or what have you. Yeah. So it's kind of like... Yeah, if they were... if they were, I, I, yeah. I get what you're saying, because like if they were dead, their mouths would be closed or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So uh, who knows? Maybe, they, maybe these were Jedi who they captured alive and then froze. That could be. We'll get to that possibility. We'll get you to know. it. We'll, yeah. we'll get to it towards the end. Yeah, I have. A, I have a lot of things to talk about. This exactly. Time. Well, uh, one of the. I, I feel like we do need to mention this though. One of the Jedi that he sees frozen. Uh, you know, I keep saying like, "Hey, we want Clone Wars stuff." Well, we got some Clone Wars stuff. Um, we got Jedi Knight Terra Sidube. He was uh this this old man Jedi. He's uh, actually he's even in the High Republic stuff. He's about you know he was, he'd been teaching for the Jedi for like two hundred years. He's one of the Jedi that you see frozen you know, dead, frozen, whatever you want to call it, uh, among the corpses. And I, I was like, oh, man, that's the guy who saved Ahsoka and helped her regain her lightsaber in an episode of Clone Wars. And I thought, like, it's like that's a really cool detail to throw in, you know, this kind of obscure Clone Wars character. They're, they keep doing this. They keep giving me little, little teases, little tidbits. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you, Star Wars. <laughs> so while Obi-Wan's walking through this, he can hear, uh, he can hear Leia's scream. Like, he, he can hear her down there. And she calls, he calls Tala and says, Hey, I need a distraction. And Tala's like, oh shit. So she 
goes and finds an Imperial officer who's lower than her and tells her to go get Reva and stop her from the from torture. He's like, hey, she, you know, so to lure her away so that Obi-Wan can rescue her. So then we get this great shot of uh, Reva facing down Tala. And Tala, again, I love seeing the, the broken system that is the Empire. Because she's just like, who the hell are you? And he's like, I am an Imperial officer who is trying to, you know, uh, improve my station by catching the rebels. And I, th- I think I found them. And Reva's like, nah, I think you're lying. But the best part is she can't just outright say it because this is not outside of, a char- of the character of these Imperial officers to like be having their own yep. little side mission to try to gain power. Like the Empire craves and preys upon ambitious people. So this makes mm-hmm. total sense for someone like, like Tala to actually be not a spy, be a real person who's trying to pull off some shady shit. Well, it's funny because like she even says to Tala, she's like, I know you're lying, but I can't tell if you're lying for them or for me. Yeah. I know you're a liar and a good one, but I just can't tell if it's like, you know, whose side you're lying for. Exactly. It's it's cool. I mean, it really says like, yeah, you're all a bunch of assholes. Like everybody's just an asshole. You're all just power, power, power hungry idiots. I love that. So after this scene, Obi-Wan takes out the guards. A cool stealth scene. It's kind of like, you know, uh, stealthy ninja style. And he, go, he there's two guards in this room because all the lights turn off. So what happened was is he kills Reva the then gets stopped right before, right before Reva's going to really start t- the torture stuff. She gets interrupted and just basically turns the lights out and leaves Leia sitting in this dark room with two guards. Why the lights are out? Well... The power gets killed by Obi-Wan. Yep. So basically he goes in there, kills the lights, goes all stealth ninja, and uses a giant glow stick in the dark because, <laughs> you know, nobody's going to see that. Uh, but he takes out these two guards. He gets Leia out and he tells her, you know, I got you. And, and she's like, I, I was told you were dead. And this is when we know that she did genuinely believe that he was dead. She definitely believed I think, that I think she, part. I, honestly, I still think she, like, she held out hope that he wasn't dead. And I, I don't like, disagree with that. Like her seeing him was like, oh, you know, I was lied to. You know, like I think, I think it, 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 it oh, thank God. Oh. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, thank the force. Oh. So now Obi-Wan and Leia, they're kind of sneaking around trying to hide from droids and hide from other uh, stormtroopers. But they make a mistake because Tala isn't there to tell them where the droids are. So a droid, a secret droid sees them. Well, seeks them and sees them. And then starts seeking them out. There's a lot of seeking going on. There's a lot on. of seeking. And, Hiding yes. and seeking, you could say. Yeah, hides <laughs> and seeks. So then we cut, and Tala is kind of pretending that her defection was the cover. We go back to that conversation where she's just like, I was, I'm, I'm on your side, but I'm undercover. And when the alarm sounds, right away. Reva goes to deal with Obi-Wan. And of course... Reva's just like, ugh, like another fucking thing. She's just like, why is everything happening right now? Yep. She's, re- Tala, she's not good at her job, which I kind of love that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, well, I think that part of it is because she is so driven by her emotions, she can't see through them, and there's like not that much logic going 100%. on 100%. You're absolutely right. So we end up seeing Tala, who's now alone with these two guards, overpower the guards. This woman's a badass. She just kicks everyone's yep. ass. Which, by the way, I think we, I think you and I were, might have been speculating. Uh, I don't know if it made it into the episode or not, but that that is the same woman who played uh, Illyria Sandsnake in Game of Thrones. Oh yes, it that, is. That, I could never forget her face. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that was like off screen, but we were like, I was like, who is that? 
But yeah, it was just kind of cool to watch her like just take out the guards. And that was a really like it was like you know just hey, all right, where are you guys? We gotta go. Like shits hit the fan. We gotta go. So then we cut back to Obi Wan and Tala has now met up with Obi Wan and Leia, and they're fighting through corridors and they're just trying to escape we got a hallway scene we get a hallway scene now i remember texting you saying that these hallways and stuff started kind of looking a little bit familiar the underwater you know um hallways with the glass and all that stuff obviously there's a lot of underwater hallways and and that kind of shit but it really really was reminiscent of the end of uh fallen order yeah uh absolutely cal kestis coming at you well, and I think I, I, you know, I think the Fortress Inquisitorius is in Fallen Order, isn't it? And doesn't doesn't he visit that I'm planet? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, which is which was cool, and I I really like this sequence too because Obi Wan again, he seems like he's learning his shit again. Like he's 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 yeah. he's you know he's deflecting blaster bolts. He's he's moving with the same speed that he that he used to be able to move at. It was a really it was really cool to watch him like not really be afraid to be a Jedi. You know, you see him using his lightsaber instead of a blaster. And it's kind of looks like it's more like instinct, yeah, rather than non-instinct, rather than him holding back and being worrisome on even using the lightsaber. Now it's starting. It felt very much more like Episode One, Two, and Three, where he's using his lightsaber in a hallway scene and he's fighting droids. I was worried a droid was about to pop up, to be honest, but because I was like, I don't know if you're fast enough to stop those ones now anymore. Yeah. So now we're still in the corridor scenes. We're still fighting. We have purge troopers, as you told me earlier today. Yeah, which uh, people were complaining that the Purge Troopers didn't look exactly the same. You got to remember, this is five years after we first introduced them in Fallen Order. So, you know, there's, can be, there's upgrades to armor. Like, look at, look at the Clone Wars. Every year they got new armor. So, you know, exactly, get over it. Exactly, exactly. Come on, guys. Technology advances. Every four years, your whatever you have is obsolete. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, if the armor works, though, sometimes for Stormtroopers, why, why ruin a, a bad thing? Maybe yeah, they just make it, it look the same, but it's different material. If, it, it, ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They put fans in it for them so they can finally cool off. Put the Wi-Fi it's in. hot in there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. Surf hey, all hey, there you great. go. There you go. There you go. So we're still in this corridor stuff, and we get to one of those glass corridors. It's it's a little bridge from one section to another. It's very short. It's not too long. And Obi Wan is fighting the blasters off and everything, and they are about to shut the door into this glass tube when one of the blaster hits, deflects, and hits the glass. And all of a sudden, it starts breaking. Yep. And I, I love, I love the sequence too because it's like he, it shows that his powers are coming back in force a little bit because he's able to hold back the water and uh, fight off the stormtroopers at the same time, which is really, it's really cool to watch him, you know, uh, just, just manage to be able to manage all that because I don't think the, the Obi Wan from Episode One was able to do that. Absolutely you know? not. He's finally able to multitask. Exactly. Finally. And the door, so the doors, you know, the, 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 the other stormtroopers at the end, other side try to open the doors. They, they manage to get a couple shots through the corridor. And he gets Leia to run to the other side where uh, Tala is waiting at the doors. And then they manage to get the doors closed just in time for Obi-Wan to jump through. And he gets, you know, is able to escape. Which, I, you know, I was like, that's, that's, that's a pretty fun sequence. People were complaining about it online. I thought it was fun. It was pretty cool. I mean, as soon as he lets go of the force, if you will, it's just all hell breaks loose. and he gets through the door uh, just in the nick of time, of yeah. course, you know, and movies and stuff like that. But it was cool because he held off a lot of stuff at once. And it was also cool because when the door closed, you see all the stormtroopers just dead. Yeah, they just drowned. 
which was like uh, that was that was kind of creepy it was kind of spooky it was a little bit spooky uh such a, uh, i love seeing casual stormtrooper death it's it's really cool it was a really cool sequence so Tal goes hey here put on this jacket and they put leia in the jacket while obi-wan's wearing it and then they kind of do a you know a little like they try to sneak past the guards to get back onto the ship it was hilarious. It was really funny. Someone said it looked like uh, the Austin Power scene in Goldmember when Minnie Me's like carrying oh, Austin yeah. through the ship. And I was like, you're not wrong. It reminded me of the Little Rascals. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. I lo- I'm, I'm old school. It really reminded me of Little Rascals. I mean, I think both work in that, in that sense. Yep, 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 yep. And they're, they're almost scot-free. They, they almost get away. And then Reva shows up and just, uh, just you know, catches them outside. And they're surrounded by troopers everyone 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 and just as they're about to fight so reva and obi-wan kind of looked like they're about to square off they, so i kind of keep was... teasing it and i, I think it's so yeah. funny because like you gotta remember like in reva's head like this is the battle she's been waiting for and it keeps getting ripped out of her fucking hands yeah it's great it's so but here's the thing is it really her battle to have like no it's not her well in right? her head it is in her head like this is what she's been training her whole life for yep 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 and so right before this happens, two ships show up, and they are there to rescue, of course, you know who? Ben Kenobi. Yeah. And, and, and dude, there's, company. And, dude, there's snow speeders. I was so excited, like, because early on in the episode, he's like, hey, what about those T-47s over there? And I was like, oh, those are the snow speeders. And then they showed up, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Because, yeah, that that's, was really cool. Because they were like, oh, it's only for, you know, these things are only made for hauling cargo, which, yeah, that's what they were for. The, the Rebels are just so good at making useless junk into weapons, because that's what they do. Well, guess what? These ones have weapons. Yep. And they start shooting at everybody. So one of them stays and keeps shooting while Obi-Wan and everybody gets in the other one. And just as everybody's starting to leave, the one guy says, oh, I could stay a little bit. Keep going. I'll hold them back. Yep. <sighs> Famous last words, because guess what? He fucking dies. Yeah, she <laughs> pick, uh, Rita picks up a, uh, was it like a barrel and throws it at it was like ship. a weapons cache or something like that. Yeah. yeah she like picks it up with the force. And then throws it at it. Because Fifth Brother runs out as they're starting to leave. Fifth Brother runs out and is like, oh my god, like stop them. Like, what the hell? And so she throws the cash or whatever, the barrel, at the other ship. And, and he's like, I'll be right behind you. And then boom, blows up. And he dies. And the, uh, the pilot's obviously sad. The other one, she's, she's bummed out. But they, they book it. And then uh, everybody kind of just looks at Reva outside. They're kind of just like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, you, you suck. You loser. They're, they're like, you're about to fucking, Vader's, Vader's going to have a field day with you. They look at her and they're like, oh shit, you did. So now we're on the little baby ship that everybody got on. And now they enter a giant ship. I'd say giant, bigger than it was before. And everybody gets out and they're kind of walking through the cargo bay. Roken looks really happy. And then they realize yes. that- that uh, poor Wade didn't make it. Yeah, so in the scene where they're all on the table talking, they say one of the, one of the arguments was that they're not soldiers. Well, so now we have Tala, and she comes in there, and she looks at them and says, well, guess you guys are all soldiers after all. Yeah. Which is just, oof, that is, that's a quote, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, because the look on all their faces was just disappointment, but... They never imagined they'd That's have to fight. Are. Actively resisting yeah. was what they all was all that they wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I was watching it and I I really did feel the pain of like it's just a group of people that are just trying to help smuggle people. Like they're not, they really are not soldiers. No. So for this to happen to them, it's it's like they really lost somebody 
that that, that loss is not something that they naturally uh, I don't want to say naturally but they normally experience yeah I mean people getting people getting captured and disappearing is probably normal for them but to, like watch someone actively give their life in combat is probably something that they didn't ever expect to actually have to witness or experience and you know it, it so it takes a toll on them and we do get a really nice moment you know where everybody's sitting on the ship and it finally feels like it, it kind of felt like the end of the series to be honest because they're all sitting there like they're and Leia and Obi-Wan have like this nice tender moment where she finally, you know, she holds his hand and it seems like she finally feels safe for the first time. And it was, it was a really sweet moment, which uh, uh, gets paralleled by the absolutely horrible time that Reva is having back on Nur, because Vader walks in and just starts force choking the ever living hell out of her and screaming at her like, you were, you were warned of failure. He actually screamed, which I think that is like one of the, one of the first times we really on camera aside from like i know episode one he screams kind of where he's like find them now but it's like more like barking orders screaming. yeah this was rage Whereas this yeah this was vader suit cyborg rage yeah and it was it was it was fantastic you know and fifth brother has his fucking shit eating grin i was like all right yes you know all right i get to, you know I, finally this annoying person is gonna go away go sleepy time for a long time Get her own little amber amber cell. Well, what's cool is that fifth brother, he looks kind of pleased at Reva's failure, but he can't look, he kind of catches himself and can't look too pleased because if he does... Yeah, Vader will think that he let him go on purpose, yeah. Exactly. He doesn't want to show too much happiness about the failure in front of Vader. Yeah, because that could, that could get him killed. Exactly. Oh, I love, I love, I love the infighting of the Inquisitors. It's so good. It's so dumb. Like, work together, people. Come on. You're on the same team. I know, right? They would be great if they worked together. Like, they would be totally, like, unstoppable. Yeah, but they're, they're idiots, so they're, that's not going to happen. Um, and and uh, right before Reva's about to die, she's like, no, hey, hey, I've got a tracker. And Vader's like, how do you know that she still has the tracker on her? And Reva's like, trust me, it's there. And we, we pan down. Back on the ship, we pan down, and we see Lola reactivate and her and the little droid's eyes are glowing bright red and that's the end of the episode with and i was like oh man that's a, that's a, that's a good way to end it but but again oh, it was like, a great way to end it that that evil ending, droid is evil yeah exactly but that ending but i was like yep well there's the nail in the coffin for uh for us to get uh clone wars flashback i feel like we're not gonna have time in the next episode because it's they're gonna they're gonna hit the ground running but that's okay because we got because we're going to have I think I think we're going to get a nice big big old Vader fight coming up. Yeah, so what we're going to do here is we're going to take a quick ad break and we are going to be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so we're back. So that's the episode. That's episode four. A lot shorter than the other one. Not as much happens. We have a little quick rescue mission. That's kind of what it is. And I thought it went pretty well. I, I thought it was fantastic. Was said princess rescued? Said princess was indeed rescued. Well, 
saved, not rescued, because we we still don't know what's going to happen in the next in the next episode. True. I thought this episode was pretty good. I thought it was I thought it was great. Uh, a lot of people. I I I think I want to get to my what I liked about it, and then we'll talk about what, what I didn't like about it. I think that the set pieces were really really fun. I think that the the base was the scary fortress that it should have been. You know, I I loved I loved the idea of ha- of them having all the Jedi as trophies. I love that idea. I think that's such a cool, you know, scary sequence because we see in uh, our earlier episode we see like lightsabers in the inquisitors like meeting area and like, you know, like trinkets and trophies that they've captured from the Jedi and I love that. I think that's so cool. Uh and so it's really cool to see like the actual like corpses there which you know, uh, if I'm if I could speculate for a second, um, they might be using these these like you know the, the corpses because uh, they're you know they're still powerful in the force even if they're dead. So the Sith might be using them to like enhance their force powers. We see that in some of the legend stuff before too. Like uh, things that are associated with the force tend to still maintain some force, you know, uh, abilities uh, within them, like essences. I have my own theory about this that ties to that. Yeah, so like it might be, you know, that might be what we're looking at is like that's this might be like a like a force essence situation where like they're using it to power them, not only themselves but their, you know, uh, uh, their connection to the dark side. You know, and and you know what, you might even be like you mentioned like these guys might not be dead. You might be half right. They might be dead, but they like died in a moment of like pain or fear. And like their fro, you know, like that, that, that image, cause there's that little boy, that little youngling who's like, he's, it looks like he's scared when he got killed, you know, like maybe they, yeah. maybe they flash froze him in that moment. And they're like using that to like torture him for all eternity to like give themselves more like a boost in power. So here's why I, I, I think it's weird though. Yeah. Is I don't think they're dead. And here's why that youngling really is what kind of made me think they weren't dead is because the pose that youngling was in wasn't a corpse pose it looks like he's running it was yeah it was like a shot in the moment and so i don't unless they posed the corpse that way and we're like yeah look at this haha like taxidermy it doesn't make sense i don't think they're dead i think those people are like kind of like frozen and carbonite you mentioned it earlier to me because i was trying to i was trying to figure out the best way to describe it i think it's like a force well and I think yeah. those people are stuck in the force in a moment of fear, like they were in a in the tank and maybe Vader was there or something like that, and they were scared and then flash frozen or whatever in, in amber. They've been tortured. And I think that they're stuck there. And that is causing this force well. And 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 here's the other thing. It's in the Mustafar system. I don't think something like that would be safe to put invaders castle only because if something happens by any means if something happens all these force users get released let the fucking you know inquisitors deal with that shit i don't want to deal with that crap he can still gain power from the well because guess what it's on a moon in the mustafar system and it's in a building that's shaped like a tower and what is the tower pointing to maybe it's pointing to his tower could that you you know that's that's actually a really good idea. Like maybe maybe he's using maybe he's siphoning their force essence from afar, and you know this facility is is isolated so that you know if there's any betrayal they can just you know send it to the bottom of the ocean very quickly. Boom, bada bing, yeah, gotcha. That's what I think is going. That's on. Not, that's not that's it's a very it's a very interesting idea. I like that a lot actually. And to piggyback off of that a little bit, you know, I 
I kind of, I feel like we, this episode felt, I wish we had had more time on that sequence. I don't, getting to my criticism a little bit, like I, this episode felt rushed and I felt the series itself has felt a little rushed so far. Like I felt like we could have had like the beginning, the first episode, you know, is a little slow, but like in a good way, you know, it's like methodical plodding along and like revealing stuff as time went. But this episode, like this, it, it made me ask so many more questions and I wish we had answers for them. And I feel like we didn't get those yet. And I, I, uh, I, I think even uh, it makes me hopeful for like more questions. And I think you even, uh, Kevin, if, if you want to reveal the thing you just found out, like, like literally an article came out as we're recording this and we got the notification. Yeah, so an article came out saying that Reva might end up getting a spinoff. Uh, it's possibly in the works. And then supposedly Obi-Wan's been doing so well, they might be doing a season two. Which would make sense if, like, why, why we feel like there's a lot not answered. Yeah. But also, I don't know, I feel like maybe this would be better off as a limited series instead of a continuation series. Look, I think... first. So let me get into my positives for the episode. Yeah, of course. I think, color-wise, everything was good. I liked the yin-yang thing. I thought, as a rescue mission, the hallway sequence when they're running through the hallway, the shots were re- done really well. It felt like a chase sequence. I loved the little subtle callbacks. I thought all that stuff was great. Costuming was brilliant. The water stuff, as somebody who that kind of freaks out, I loved it. I still <laughs> thought it was really cool. I overall thought the episode was a tad slow-paced. However, I think I may believe that to be the case because the last two episodes, especially the last episode, was so much faster-paced. So... I, I, I don't think it may have been the episode per se. I think it's I have now been ramped up in the last couple episodes. And then this one was kind of a little bit slower. There weren't, you know, any real crazy lightsaber battles. It's not it, that's kind of why I think it feels slow. I don't think it necessarily is slow. I think it just felt slow. Due I get to that. What we've already yeah. been given. That makes sense. I thought the tomb situation was really cool. Yeah, I loved that. It means that some of these characters from Clone Wars. They are still out there, even if they're in amber. They're still out there. So I thought that was really cool. Maybe we'll get some more people. It, it, it made me think about the beginning of the Resistance and seeing those things on the screen for live action. It made me excited for that. I think this episode made me excited for other stories and other things to like, show Like Andor up. coming up later? Yeah, like it, just, it just made me really think about the potential for the rest of, you know, Star Wars. Yeah, which we're, I, I think we're going to be very happy having stuff to talk about for many, many days to come. Oh, yeah. Now, some of the things I didn't like uh, were the pacing. <laughs> I think the way the episodes have been mapped out, I think maybe that whole Vader fight in the last episode should not have happened for story pace-wise. I think it would have been better if he didn't fight Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan escaped and ran away and because of his fear and him letting you know his fear take a hold of him that's the reason why leia gets captured rather than he gets the shit kicked out of him by vader i i I think it would have made that last episode a little bit subtly more about how obi-wan is more of a failure because he like it's kind of like a wake-up call yeah and that's why he has to go save her rather than i got my shit rocked I got to prove to you guys that I'm not the little, you know, I don't know. That's how I feel. I think the reason that they they went with the fight is because it was like he either has to fight 
an Inquisitor or fight Vader. And I think they were worried the audience wasn't going to accept Obi-Wan losing to an Inquisitor. I, I really think that's what it was. Because I honestly, that would show he's even more weak than, you I, know, yeah. that would really put it out there for us. So I, it I, would, I don't know. But I think they were like, no, there's no way. Because like, because uh, they they even talk about it like in, in some of the extended material, like uh, uh, Rebels and some of the comics. It's like the Inquisitors, like they look scary, but they're really only good at fighting Padawans. You know, they're not much That's more than hilarious. Sith Padawans themselves. Like, they have trouble with knights. And there's a reason why oh. there's so many of them. There's, you know, there's, there's that big family of them is because, like, their tactic is to, is to, like, find a Jedi, surround him, swarm him, and that's how they'll kill him. Because, like, one, cause, um, when the Inquisitors fight uh, Kanan, Jarrus, Ahsoka, Maul, and Ezra in Rebels, they fucking run away. Because there's only two of them, mm-hmm. and they suck. You know, yeah, uh, one of them yeah. gets, you know, they, they, they just can't handle it. Like, and so I think that's, and so I think uh, when they were writing the show, they were like, we can't have Obi-Wan lose to one of these guys. We'd like the audience. Just I, I guess that makes it. sense. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But overall, I thought the episode looked really pretty. I didn't really have that many problems with it. I think the pacing thing, I think, I think the way it was paced out was the problem. Yeah, I get that. And yeah, other than that, I thought it was great. I. I do think that, again, everybody's so bad at being a spy here. Like, <laughs> fuck, man. Even having, like, Obi-Wan wearing the officer's hat I thought was really cool. But having that jacket on and then clearly having, like, what There's is this? There's a bulge not a tumor? Like, come on. Yeah, like, what, what is that, you know? Uh, it's just, how the fuck did you walk out of that facility like that? Come on. It just felt very, like, really? Really? No, I get you. But I... of course, I'm fine with the goofiness. It's okay. It's Star Wars. It's Star Wars, exactly. But overall, I really think next episode is going to be crazy. I think we are going to definitely see some more Clone Wars references, and I think they're going to have to leave the path. I think they're going to have to leave at least the the the, the area that they are located on, and they're going to have to go somewhere else. And I'm trying to figure out. I I can't for the life of me figure out who's going to show up or who where they're going to go. I think it would be really cool if um, Samuel Jackson showed up in this. It would be really dope. I still think he's alive, and I will fight that to this day. Samuel Jackson says he wants to come back. Let the man come back. I mean, listen, I you're not going to hear any guff from me because I would love to see a a, a Boba Fett uh, uh, hunting a crazy Mace Windu movie that was rumored a while ago. That would be so fun. Mace Windu was such a badass, and I think for him to survive, and be a part of the path that would be fucking cool. that that would be cool um i mean i mean we can get into like what we expect from from the wrap-up for the season i mean it's i think it's good that you like you said that they're doing they're possibly doing a season two because i feel like like we haven't seen any clone wars flashbacks we haven't seen any qui-gon Jin. you know the, there's been three episodes yeah, now what's where he's up with that begging to see quite like i i feel like it's coming i feel like we're gonna get a, a, a qui-gon cameo i just don't know if we have time and you know honestly I'm going to say it. I think we need more Hayden Christensen. I really do think that he's been in I all the very, mar- yeah. he's been in all the marketing leading up to this and he's barely been in it. Like I I think like one flashback, Clone Wars flashback would be enough. Like that would be like okay, now you're justifying yeah. it. But I just feel like the shots he's been in, he didn't even need to be there. Like there he's not I know. he's not in the suit. I I, I can almost guarantee he's not in the suit. Cause, he's cause, not. He hasn't been in the suit on every scene. I know that because they they posted some photos of like stunt people and fighting people, and he hasn't been in the suit every time. But he was training, so I don't know, man. I think 
I think he will show up, like him, his face and all that. I would love to see him, like, hanging in the Bakta tank. I would love to see him in his meditation chamber. I think that's kind of going to be coming. But honestly, I think if we were to see Hayden Christensen, like, a lot more of him, I think we would see him in the Ahsoka series. Yeah, maybe. That, like, that I think might, she would have the flashbacks. That might, yeah, more. that might be where we get some Clone Wars flashbacks. I mean, that, they, I, think, I think you're right. I think they would have to do it in that, to be honest. But uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully we get that. I don't know. You know, I think uh, what we're getting from the show is good. I think that I, I kind of wish they had gone like they, they talked about how like they wanted to do some darker stuff. But then the Disney corporate was like, no, you can't do that. I kind of wish they had doubled down on some of the darker shit. I, I really do. I think I wish they kind of, you know, uh, pushed the envelope a little more. Not that the show, like I said, not the show is bad. I just feel like they played it safe. Man, they're really they're really trying to recover from the fallout of the Last Jedi. It's it's really kind of funny to watch them like be afraid to push the envelope on any of this stuff. But I think I think that uh, you know I wish they would do a little. I wish they would go a little little harder, just a little further. Well, that about wraps it up. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. And be sure to connect with us on Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.